If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So, um, perhaps a fitting subject for our last slightly civil war, since you and I are both dads, and one of us is hairy. That's true. And one of us is bald. (laughs) Do you feel particularly drawn to the hairy dad game? It's, it's a quite a trend in AAA games mm-hmm. it start, I don't know where it started but you can throw in games like uh, Last of Us Last of Us 2 uh, God of War uh, Bioshock Infinite uh, what else there was The Evil Within 2 suddenly turned into a hairy dad game after the first one was like just a cop on the edge sort of game mm. there's quite a few games about yummy hairy dads Days Gone maybe there was no like no, like kids, but we were definitely a hairy husband. You, you know, uh, while not a game about a hairy dad, um, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn had quite the hairy dad complex. Ah, yes, that's that's sort of post hairy dad. <laughs> and to me, the the my problem with the hairy dad game, I am a sucker for like father son relationships as someone who has a questionable relationship with his own father and who is a dad i am a sucker for that kind of story like you know dads and kids you know hashing it out well this is the point isn't it one suspects these have become so popular in mainstream gaming because mainstream game developers are now old enough to be dads and the old general target audience of games Mm -hmm. have now grown to the age where they're generally dads and so I, presumably these games are made to appeal to dads. And that leads me to my question. Do they? Fuck no. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the problem I have specifically with these games is they is the absolute um, like laser or not laser focus. Like what do you call it uh, that the horse thing wears? The blinders. The blinkers. The blinkers, the blinders that this game has about their dad characters. The dad is always right all the time. The dad is, you know, only harsh to their children because it's a it's a hard world, right? Well, uh, then generally they're depicted as wrong if they're um, not showing enough affection towards the uh, surrogate's child. They, that the the arc is always learning to accept their role as a hairy dad. Uh, I would disagree. I th- I think the while while that's a, a surface level thing, the both games, both Last of Us and uh, and God of War, lean really hard on the I only I was only mean for your own good <laughs> sense. Mm. And so, only like, our children re- understood that we are distant. And grumpy in order to make the money so that they can have food on the table. Exactly. And so it's like it's dad it's like dad porn, but right. all it's all wrong for me. It's all wrong. It's almost like dad and mum porn, because the mums can enjoy the spectacle of a real man. A real man who does anything to protect his children and uh, secretly 
is reluctant about being a dad, but secretly really wants to be one. And um, <laughs> right, and will literally push themselves to the point of serious physical damage to protect their children. When in practical terms, you probably want to be alive long enough to rescue your kids. Right. Well, and it, to me, it's just it's like an antiquated. It, it's like a version of a dad. Surprise, Duffy. <laughs> to me, it's it's a game about dads because game developers are dads, but it's also a game about them dealing with their own daddy issues because mm. the dads are all like John Wayne analogs, you know, which are yeah, things that our yeah. dads would have been into. Always, yeah, always very fit dads. Always very muscular dads. Very muscular, like that that kind of like distant, toxic, masculine kind of thing. And so it's like that is not where like the male ideal is anymore. And so it's a really antiquated version of the male ideal, uh, which is it's just very, very strange to me. So, and, well, and I think their storytelling is very, very bad, very poorly paced. Yeah, there's still that fetishistic vibe to it, I get. It's like when you look at romance novels for women. For like housewives and it's yes. always like incredibly buff dudes on the covers <laughs> with flowing fabio hair yeah it's, it's that sort yeah. of fantasy my my wife is really into outlander i don't know if you know of outlander um, i'm not familiar with that one. Oh, i bet your wife knows about it oh boy it is popular with the ladies um and and the the male lead on that yes one like super buff super handsome but also like super sensitive it's about time travel it's weird uh <laughs> toffee surprise toffee well it's less of a surprise this time that's true uh but in any case in any case the what the the point is is that the dads in the story seem to be existing simultaneously in two different realms, both being like an avatar for us, but also an avatar for our frustrations with our own father, hmm. which which I don't, you know, and like you can see that in the, in the narrative, like in the plot points of like just The Last of Us, right, where Joel is uh is not uh, an attentive father he's very dismissive of the kid then he learns to love ellie but still at the end is still making decisions for ellie because dad knows best and so it's, it's like well, that's can't the point quit. he is now dad and dad knows best <laughs> right and that's not the point it should be i guess is what i'm saying hmm. <laughs> which is why like i while I had a lot of issues with God of War PS4, I think that they told a more complete story. One, Atreus actually grows with Kratos. I did get that sense. They certainly uh, go through a bit of a roller coaster. Yes. Those boys. And and by the end of the story of God of War PS4, like they actually sit down and have a conversation and say, hey, maybe we should stop this cycle of toxic masculinity. And Kratos says, OK. <laughs> yes. The big theme in that game of Kratos is a, his own issues with his own dad is quite a prominent mm-hmm. part of things there. Yeah. But you were saying before we recorded that in your research, you noticed an alarming degree of similarity between the paths of Joel and Kratos. This was a really tough one for me, Yahtzee, because I, I was like, oh, I, like I just started mentally going through plot points in both games, in both uh, The Last of Us and God of War PS4. And I was Cause, like, okay. Because uh, you, you said that, but I'm not entirely convinced that they had very similar paths. 
All right. So here's my here's my bullet points that can uh, be applied to both stories equally. Okay. Uh, a father's second chance at a family. But they are a reluctant slash distant father. They're only you – know, oh, go ahead. I completely forgot Kratos had a, had a family in the earlier games and he killed them all. Exactly. That was a big deal in the first game. Uh, it's, it's funny how that never seems to get brought up much in God of War 4. Like, I th- you, used, I, you used to have a wife and child and you murdered them. You'd think there'd be some like uh, misgivings on the part of any future family he had. I think that's an undertone in God of War PS4. I, I think like I think like that's kind of always bubble or at least or maybe I put that there. But to me, that was always bubbling near the surface. Hmm. Uh, OK, so uh, they're reluctant distant father. They're only harsh to their children to help them deal with the cruel world. Uh, there is an emphasis on keeping the kids away from combat only to reluctantly teach them only to have the kids then help in combat. Yeah. Since I got from Kratos was that he just couldn't be asked. Not so much as he was trying to protect the kid. Well, remember, you know, for Kratos, his issue was he was worried that Atreus was going to take after his worst traits. Okay. Which is the exact same thing Joel was worried about with Ellie. <laughs> quite, quite reasonably, it turns out. Yes. Uh, don't, you, don't you worry, Joel. You only like killed a couple of innocent people <laughs> right uh in both uh stories the child turns out to be the special uh yes yeah, the- well arguably i mean ellie is special because she's got like an immunity from the zombie virus yeah and atreus he's just special because he's a god right right but they are both they are both the special they are both special uh, and more importantly, the child is lied to about their specialness in both uh, scenarios, right? Uh, the child... They, they couldn't be trusted with that information. They weren't mature enough to understand. Exactly. Uh, both children tell jokes while their father grunts back. Well, you know, that's just, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. This is, if, this you, is, if one character is grunty and quiet and grumpy, that's just the natural counterpoint, I suppose. While you are correct, all I'm doing is pointing out similarities. Um, let's see here. Uh, both feature a father-only section to save the kid. Mm. Um, uh, in both stories, the child ends up mirroring the worst slash most aggressive traits of the father. Hmm. The father eventually comes clean about the kids' specialness slash their past. Mm. (laughs) Uh, They're very, very incredibly similar. And yes, you might just consider that to be like the tropes of the genre, but we're also talking about two PS4 exclusive narrative-focused games. So it's like... Right, right. They are remarkably disappointingly similar when when you put them under a microscope, I feel. Well, on the subject of these just being tropes, let's uh, weigh that up against other Harry Dad games like Bioshock Infinite. Did you ever play Bioshock Infinite? I have never played Bioshock Infinite, so go ahead. Well, uh, you're a Harry Dad who is reluctantly brought together with a girl, a surrogate girl who's 
who's you know bright and cheerful and jokey in all the ways the main character is not they are Ooh. indeed the special one uh is this is this his second chance at a family did yes. he have oh yes fuck. yes in Ooh, fact no i'm not sure i want to spoil too much Shall we just say spoilers generally? Yeah, spoilers generally for Bioshock Infinite coming up. Okay. It turns out, it's, this is like the twist towards the end, it's the same family. He lost his daughter many, many years ago uh-huh. and went into a decline. And he eventually discovers that the, the little girl who's been like escorting throughout the game is none other than his daughter. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> is... Is he harsh to the child figure only to help them deal with the cruel world? Yeah. <laughs> it's because, you know, that's just a standard video game setting, isn't it? It's yeah. got to be cruel. There's lots of things to kill in it. Sure, sure. But yeah, um, she starts out being naive and, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, upset at the main character for his grumpy ways. But eventually she's forced to come around and realize that he's right about the harshness of the world and all that. Oh, daddy knows best. That's right. Daddy's right all the time. Is there an emphasis on keeping her away from combat only to reluctantly teach her only to have her help in combat? Yes. Fuck she, uh, you. Starts, she starts helping in combat throughout the course of the game by like throwing you supplies and stuff. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, th- this is ticking a lot of these boxes. Uh, you also said she's jokey while the father's grumpy. Um, is she lied to about her specialness? Um, I think she knows from the start how special she is. She has like a special power to like open portals and stuff. Okay. But she is lied to. She's lied to because the main character says he's going to take her to Paris when actually he's just going to like take her to his employer and like drop her off. Hmm. All right. All right. That's you know. We'll give it. Maybe we'll give that like a half point. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Is there a Harry Dad only section in or that is specifically tailored to save the child figure? Well, yeah. It's the whole start of the game. You by yourself for a while, and then you find her, and then you escort her for the rest of the game. Hmm. That's another half point, maybe. Well, there I, is a bit later on when she runs away, and you have to like you're alone again, and you have oh. to get her back. Okay, well, yeah, then that's a full point. That's a full point. Um, and then let's see here. Uh, the the Does the child end up mirroring the worst slash most aggressive traits of the father? Um, yes, sort of. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sort that's, of, um, that's a big it's, it's, theme in both The Last of Us and God of War. It's complicated. She, she becomes jaded. Like, okay. Like she discovers like the lie, and she like becomes uh, uh, starts to realize more about you know her history, and sure. she becomes a little more uh, yeah jaded. She's there's jaded. A bit, okay. There's a bit where you because of all the dimension hopping, time hopping bullshit in that game. There's a bit where you like see her future self, and she's gone, and she's become very jaded. Oh, okay. Well, that counts. That's that's a full point. And then uh, does the father eventually come clean about the kids' specialness slash their past? Well, as we say, the specialness wasn't a lie, and uh, but he does eventually come clean about the lie he did tell her. Mm. And uh, there's complicated character conflict. Sure. And the twist that um, she is his daughter, who he lost as a baby, uh, is totally unknown to him. Obviously, right. Although he discovers it along with her. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that that checks a lot of these trope marks. Um, yeah. yeah. There you go. And my other example was the Evil Within 2. Okay. Because the first, because the character in the first Evil Within was just like a, a sort of dirty Harry Cop type. <laughs> okay. And uh, in the next game, suddenly he looks exactly like Joel from The Last of Us. Like they took away his like suit and waistcoat and like sharp suit. Yeah. And and trench coat. And now he's just wearing like a, a green jean jacket. Down, a jeans and a green button down oh, shirt. Damn it. And he's got a beard. Oh, damn it. But, but uh, a lot of the other stuff doesn't apply because he doesn't actually escort his child. He's just oh, on a quest to rescue okay. his child. Uh, yeah, they only get, they only, get reu- they only get reunited at the end. Mm. But he is, he does tick a lot of the boxes for the character of the yummy hairy dad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, I guess with with like the specific, you know, hairy dad trope that we're working with here, it it has to be like. It has to be uh, a game or a narrative in which the, it's a dad and child together for most of it, I would right. think. Well, you don't have so many examples of that. But there is a sort of – we were talking about Horizon Zero Dawn as post-Hairy Dad. Yeah. And I do think – I think we were out of Hairy Dad and we're into post-Hairy Dad because there's a number of examples of uh, that sort of game where the focus is on a character that seems like they would have been the offspring of the Hairy Dad. Sure. Horizon Zero Dawn is a good example. One good example is, um, what was it called? A Plague Tale Innocence. Okay. Where you play a girl in like plague-stricken medieval France. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get your hairy dad gets killed early on, and then you, the teenage girl, have to escort a much smaller child throughout the course of the game. <laughs> okay, okay. But so it's, you... it's, the, it's the hairy dad pay forward, you see. Do you have the standard hairy... Like, is it a reskin of the hairy dad? Like, is she grumpy? Is she reluctant? She's, um... I guess she's still feeling... She's still kind of, uh... uh naive to the world. Okay. The of it. Okay. She's, just, she's sort of flustered. Saying, oh my god, I have to, like, navigate my little brother through this hideous nightmare right mm, okay not not necessarily the same i think like to me this is this is cementing more like the stark stark similarities between the last of us and god of war ps4 hmm. you know i just i feel like they they both they both tick so many of these boxes and i i know like the last of us part 2 tried to that, move well, away another, from Joel. That's another post-Harry Dad game in, in the spirit of what I'm talking about. Eh, but is it like... Well, it's quite literally it? post-Harry Dad in, in that the Harry <laughs> Dad's killed early on. When I say post-Harry Dad, I mean, it's, it is like after the Harry Dad, but it still has like... It's still like mired in the spirit of Harry Dad because he's still such a looming presence over the plot. That's why I ask what, if it is truly post Harry Dad. Like, like Aloy is her own unique character in contrast to Rust. Rost. I'm trying, Rust. I can't. I really have forgotten a lot about Horizon Zero Dawn. What's the mm. plot arc of Aloy in that game? Uh, it's it's literally her discovering her past, where she came from. Remember, she was birthed from the mountain, right? Yeah, and, and so she, she has like, to. 
she has to travel. Do you want like the like all the spoilers or? Well, maybe. So was she like? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So there was like this secret bunker. There was a secret bunker, and so and and all of a sudden a baby came out of it, and so she has to travel the lands to discover the secret not only of this ancient technology but of her birth. And as it turns out, are you ready for spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, she yes, please. She is a clone of um. the the woman who like helped invent some of the safe uh some of the safety keeps as the machines were taking over the world. That's not very good as a twist goes. I mean, so you're oh, a yeah, clone of someone who did a bad thing. Who the fuck cares? No, no, the the girl didn't the girl didn't the the original girl didn't do a bad thing. The original girl was trying to stop the bad thing, realized she couldn't, and so j- tried to shove as much of humanity underground as possible. Yeah, I remember that. And but then, the fact that the, the Aloy is a clone of her mm-hmm. isn't really important. I mean, that character isn't really has doesn't really have any presence she, besides that. She needed um, to be a clone of the original scientist so that Aloy could have access to certain tools to stop the evil machines because it was only DNA recognition things. Well, who the fuck would design the system that way? Uh, right. Surely, it was like surely you'd want anyone to get the the uh, equipment to defeat the evil machines well it's complicated because the evil machines became sentient and then they if they had the equipment they could also like make themselves more powerful it was a whole big thing i thought it worked great i thought it worked great well i admit i never finished that game oh okay i did and i loved it but that's true post harry dad where the harry dad is there and gruff and distant and trying to you know prepare aloy for a cruel world but the story is aloy's whereas the last of us part two even though we are following ellie Ellie is literally like wrapped herself in Joel. The entire mission is right. all about Joel all the time. So, so, so I post, there's post Harry Dad and there's post post Harry Dad. <laughs> there's pretender post Harry Dad. Okay, you know, sure, no, no, this is Ellie's story. This, no, no, Ellie's Ellie's the star here. Ellie's the star here, uh, but she's doing everything on Joel's behalf. <laughs> That's that's faking it. I'm just going over some examples of uh, major AAA games in the last couple of years. And there really doesn't seem to be sort of any kind of trend akin to Hairy Dad. It's all quite been quite a mix since the, the heyday of Hairy Dad. Do we? Well, how do we consider Nathan Drake in here? <sighs> um, as far well, as Hairy Dad is concerned... I would group him with um, who did I who did we bring up earlier? The dude from Days Gone in mm. the subtrope of hairy husband. Sure, sure. So not not quite to the point of being hairy dad, but having to go through a similar arc of learning responsibility as uh, as uh, as a husband rather than a dad. Ooh, pre hairy dad or quasi hairy dad? Okay. Oh Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, hairy husband. There you go. I, I guess must must put aside the boyish thing, trappings of adventure, and uh, settle down. Fuck, man! Like you, like 
no no simpler metaphor for these game developers as they get older it's like i i understand right what you know but come on we still want to go on an adventure (laughs) then in like uncharted games it turns out our wife quite likes having adventures as well which is very convenient right right no you get to do all the boyish things you want there's something they could have talked about Let's keep going on adventures, but yeah. go on adventures together. But no, it's always the wife being, no, you got to settle down and get a mortgage. Like, how incredibly sexist is that? <laughs> still, still yeah. today. Do you, wa- Cather- you ever play Catherine? Catherine, I it's don't. It's like a play- Japanese game by the people who make Persona. No. But that the theme in that game is very overtly, men must either grow up or... Uh, live forever in their boyish fantasies. They must, and the and the point when they grow up is when they get married to a proper lady and settle down. Right. The, so basically, this, there's, in that game, there's like two like love interests that your character split between. There's Catherine yeah. with a C and Catherine with a K. Uh-huh. Catherine with a C is sexy and fun and dangerous and literally a demon from hell. And Catherine with a K. <laughs> Catherine with a K is a, a frumpy, you know, straight lady who demands that he's that he stop wanting excitement and fun in his life and take some responsibility. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it, it's very on the nose that one. Okay? Uh, Basically, being a husband is means not ever having sex again. Right. No or, more no more sexiness in the no life more of a husband. Fun or sex or adventures. No. Now you're going to get a job laying bricks and uh start fathering our whelp of offspring through this hole in a sheet. You know, you know who got this right years ago? Weird Al Yankovic. Do you remember the movie UHF? Have you ever seen the Weird Al Yankovic movie UHF? I have never seen UHF. For those who have a very similar story, very similar, like you know, uh, man child. You know, he's he's uh, he's aloof. He goes from job to job. He's a dreamer. He's not a provider, which causes friction between him and his girlfriend. He then gets a job at a UHF station, a, a like a cable access television station. You know that airs very strange things and finds success in his weird, adventurous ideas. Uh, but still has to learn responsibility to run the station. And at the end, he gets back together with his girl, not because he learned responsibility, but because he learned a proper balance. And his girlfriend said, I never wanted you to stop dreaming. I just wanted to be part of the dream, baby. And they dream off together. Oh, so nice. Sounds like a very sarcastic film. It's it's very good. It's a very good film. Well, if you say so. I, I think it is. It's... It's uh, it's probably strange to watch nowadays because a lot of the references are dated, but anyone our relative age will understand all the references. It's it's very good. Very good movie. Hmm. Well, as I say, I've been looking at like, a digest of games from recent years, looking for a similar trend along the lines of A Hairy Dad. Okay. But you know, you know what I think the trend might be is more towards blank slates as characters. Hmm. I mean, okay. if the character isn't a flat-out you know, just a character you can define yourself by mm. citing their appearance and name and stuff. They're usually just sort of um, there. 
Okay, G- give me a blank slate character. Uh, well, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you decide <laughs> if your main character is male or female, and then sure. they just sort of, they're like water, they just take the shape of whatever vessel they're put in for the course of the plot, as is okay. the case with a lot of Assassin's Creed protagonists, I think. Okay. Uh, then you've got the popularity of games like Dark Souls, where it's just an RPG with, could be anyone in there. Right, you create your own character. Serious I, example, uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Perfect example for, of blank slatedness for the main oh, character. Oh, okay. Sure, because sure. Because you can be literally anyone in that game. Immortals <laughs> Phoenix Rising, you play. You could play a male or female, you, and the character's just sort of a blank slate again in that. Cyberpunk 2077, you play a blank slate. Mm, I... Ooh, this, so in my head, where this is leading is which do you prefer, a character or a blank slate? And that's a tough question because I, I like having choices. I like being able to, you know, move around like water as a character, but I also do like a well-defined character. And I well, think me, me too. I guess it depends on what the game's going for. As a right. narrative specialist, if the game is narrative focused, the character needs to be interesting. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter so much if the game's more gameplay focused. Like like, like a Dark Souls. Oh, here, here we go. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, is sure. A game. How would you... I wouldn't say that represents any sort of trend other than just, you know, it's another AAA Assassin's Creed-like game. But what would you say... Would you say the main character represents any particular trope there? Ooh. Not as far as Harry Dad is concerned. Definitely not. No. Though the the main thrust of your character arc in Ghost of Tsushima is whether or not you abide by your father's rules ah, or yes. whether you make yes. your own way. Right? Well, I guess you could sort of classify that alongside the um learning responsibility husband, but sort of in reverse. Hmm. Where we have where we start off as the responsible husband and need to learn the benefits of flexibility. Right. Right. Hmm. But hmm. but I think that it, that is a really good example, you know, one cuz I really enjoyed the game, but I think that is a good example of having a well-defined character in a game where you the player still has some options. Oh, hello Cookie. How are you? Oh, oh Cookie. Hold on. Oh, we get a toffee, so we get a cookie. Hi, cooks. How's it going? Oh, so many scratches. Hang on. Hi, cookie. Here's toffee. <laughs> Good girl, dogs. But, you know, like that, your Horizon Zero Dawns, your... Like, I don't want to count... I don't want to count the Spider-Man games. Uh, I, I think they do the characters very well. Ooh, Doom Eternal. There's a good example of a blank slate character. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Very blank slate. Yeah, maybe it's because COVID fucked everything up, but there's you, you really have to reach to look for a trend in recent AAA games. Hmm. I'm okay with that. Well, there hasn't been that many, you know, big AAA games. Sure. Sure, sure. But I, of, as I say, the ones that aren't black slates don't really have much in the way of narrative to speak of. Oh, what's what's wrong with her now? Someone opened the door, mm. and she's like, "Whoa, someone's attacking the house!" Because someone opened the door. Yeah, it's fine, cooks. All right, a couple of examples from a couple of years back. 
right, Death Stranding. Got? Oh. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, pudding. Mush pudding. Gotcha. Right. Mush. Uh, control. Yeah, that's all over the map. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of themes. <laughs> you know, I... This is uh, this is very much an aside, but um, the other day, like like a week and a half ago, I re-downloaded the the Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Ah, uh, yes, the the Souls like Star Wars. The Souls like Star Wars. You know, thinking to myself, oh yeah, maybe I was too harsh on the game, and like I spent all this time re-downloading it. Like I needed to actually re-download Origin, which I bought it on, which is you know an awful way to play a game. Certainly is. Uh, I, and realized, I, I just realized I should have said recursive, not Souls-like. <gasps> Yahtzee, you, you're breaking our own rules here. Although some pedants in the comments saying we should, for, for the meaning we intended, we should have said iterative rather than recursive. Ooh. But that's not a sexy word. Iterative, no. Iterative. But I, I, I read... Seriously, I think the word you're looking for is iterative. That's what I, you uh, sound like. That's you, commenters. Eh, eh, this is grammar police. Me, 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 me. I, I re-downloaded Origin, found all my login information, and re-downloaded it only to realize I had no in- inkling to play it whatsoever. And I'm really glad I didn't. I think I would have had a bad time because I had a bad time playing it the first time. Huh. Uh, I think it's a harmless enough uh, recursive like uh, the, uh, time I, killer. I think the gameplay, like the the gameplay, the recursive elements are really good. Uh, I could not stand the story. I couldn't stand Cal as a character. Uh, fair enough. Did he have a character? <laughs> well, that's I why I couldn't stand it. I remember commenting on my review. Up until a certain point, the theme of Star Wars was always, you know, light side versus dark side. Right. Don't be tempted and all that. But it feels like that theme was completely absent from uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. And perhaps some Star Wars generally in recent years. Yeah. Everything's a much more wibbly-wobbly these days. Well, because they, they realize a universal truth, which is Jedi are boring. <laughs> I suppose. By their very design, Jedi are the most boring characters, which is why Luke doesn't really become a Jedi until the very end of the third movie. Lawful good, lawful good, lawful good, lawful good. There's nothing much interesting in that. Luke only becomes a Jedi when he chooses not to fight. And guess what? You can't have a game where you just keep choosing not to fight. Or I guess you could. It's called Undertale. There you go. (laughs) Not the same thing, though. Oh, shit. By the way, that's that's a great clickbait article. Undertale is the best Jedi game ever made. (laughs) Get on it. Get on it. of the Escapists. Hold on. I'm, I have to write that down. Um, because that is a... Uh, well, it's really, well, Jedi is just really just expressing older themes of, you know, dualism. Oh, sh- so no, it's, it's all... Undertale, like, just harks back to that, really. It's all really tropes, but the 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 core of a jedi's mentality is only to fight as a way of uh, uh of defense you all o- you only fight in defense you never attack that is well i guess no one explained that to the dude from jedi fallen order <laughs> cal kestis you mean cal, cal kestis cal kestis who they made up because they didn't want to have to pay for whoever made up kyle katan <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I think we have a glut of games that have really interesting characters and tell really good stories. Uh, like, And we're talking a lot about PS4 titles because they're the only ones that make single-player experiences anymore. Mm. But like, you know, a- Aloy... Um, ooh, I'm going to forget his name from Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Jin Sakai. Ooh, Jin Sakai, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, even Kratos, I will put in there as having a good story. Let me look at my wall of games here. And that's about it. (laughs) I suppose the fact that there's less of a gear and trend like there was with Harry Dad games reflects growing maturity. Hmm. in video games as a narrative artistic medium right we can explore all kinds of experiences these days and we can we can tell a story without shoehorning you into weird and narratively dissonant experiences i'm looking at you the last of us and the last of us part two you know we can we can weave the narrative into the characterization and still engage the player that is a possible thing yep. that the that the last of us doesn't do <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, let's not forget the old thing i said in my last was two review where uh making a character morally complex or beating them up a lot doesn't make them interesting Ooh, so so true so so true uh yeah. the uh, tomb raider reboots come across as a little bit post hairy dad because that's like lara's main motivation through the games isn't it Ooh, that's right like the legacy of her unseen presumably hairy dad that's like all the the reboot is is her it, you know what all the reboot is is what the last of us part two did which is sure the daughter's the main character but they are still working off of the whims of their father yeah mm. Mm. yeah they we got they need to like the, you out they feel like they need to play up the uh the physical trauma these characters undergo to show that they can be just as tough as the boys yeah they i think they overdid it a little bit just <laughs> just a touch just a tad it's no it, it turns into torture porn incredibly fast and then you know, it's funny to like compare like the Tomb Raider reboots and the, the violence subject the main character is subjected to in those games, mm-hmm. and compare it to the violence the main character is subjected to in a thematically very similar game, Uncharted, mm-hmm. in which it's played more as the same way, the same knockabout fun with which Indiana Jones took a punch. Right, right. Indiana because, Jones you know, never got tortured. Because we're all boys here. We're all having boys fun. When girls get involved and get hit, suddenly all the fun has to stop. In case they run back to mum and cry. Ooh, Yahtzee, you're pointing out the inherent sexism in game design. Yeah, these so-called woke developers making games about female protagonists and then kicking the shit out of them from start to finish. We will have true equality when a lady can take a punch in a game and it's played for laughs. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Get on it, developers. Yeah. No, I think that's an incredibly – one, it's incredibly woke. Uh, Two, that's an incredibly good point, uh, pointing out the the duality – it, it, like we and we see a lot of that in like the last of us part two with both our our main female characters getting absolutely tortured yeah 
needlessly. Needlessly. Something they, didn't they even, one of the developers even say as much when they were making one of the two major reboots? They were saying, yes, uh, we're designing this game so that you want to feel, so that you feel sorry for Lara and feel you have to protect her. Yes. I was like, yes. Can we just, can we just play as a badass and do badass things like we did in the previous Tomb Raider games? I, I was sort of enjoying that dynamic. Right? Or, or like, you know, be a badass and do a badass thing like in a million other games that have female protagonists. You know, like a Bayonetta. She's a badass. She gets her ass kicked. You still have fun. You know, the weird yeah. anomaly here is fighting games. One-on-one mm. fighting games. Where they kick the absolute shit out of each other regardless of gender or background or anything. You know, fighting games are, tr- are true feminist utopia. You know, I... <clears throat> I've got a fun fact on this topic. I'm ready. I think, I forget what franchise it was, but there was a major fighting franchise that was looking into having Kazuma Kiryu from the Yakuza series as like a guest character. Okay. And um, I think the Yakuza like controllers put the kibosh on it because they, because Kazuma Kiryu would never hit a lady. (laughs) And those games are full of ladies. Full of uh, usually quite scantily clad ladies. See, that's not equality right there. That's not, not equality. I guess it's an old-fashioned view of gentlemanly conduct. Yes. And that's not where of, we are. It, I guess not, but it's sort of adorable in its way. <laughs> I, I get, like, on... You know, on a relative scale of sexism, sure, it's it's pretty low down there. <laughs> yeah. But it like it all leads to the same idea of thinking that women are less than, right? Oh, they're more fragile. Oh, we have to protect them. Like it's all on the same scale of mm. thinking that women are less than men. Mm. I feel as someone who is incredibly woke. Well, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I have to say that. I mean, <laughs> how can we be? Uh, misogynists we're married to ladies that's right who apparently don't consider us misogynist scum so think about that checkmate feminists a whole one woman at least disagrees with you (laughs) my mom doesn't think i'm sexist (laughs) also i have a daughter oh oh, boom so So, you got you got you know two at least Yes. Yeah, I'm on. I'm not taking this on two sides there. Um, I'll tell you though. Like you know, we had two boys, so I'm definitely sexist. Well, <laughs> I, I did that on. I did that you, on purpose. You've got sexist sperm. You Damn have. it! Damn it! I tried. I tried my best to keep the patriarchy down, and it's just too powerful. <laughs> hmm. Is that thing you're supposed to do to ensure a boy, like? Um, have sex while facing north. Uh, there, there is actual research into this. Um, is uh, they have found, or there, there is a correlation between um, men who bicycle a lot and the birth rate of uh, of them having girls. And so they don't bicycle much at all. Well, and so the the there is a theory out there. I can't imagine this has been tested. There is a theory that the sperm that carry uh, the 
what is it? Men have the Y chromosome and women are XX, right? Is that how it yeah. goes? Or? Yeah. yeah. Women are XX and men are XY. And so the theory is that the XY chromosome carrying sperm are weaker than the XX sperm and therefore get injured easier. And so if you bicycle a lot or do certain activities that, you know, have a lot of movement down there, you're actually like kneecapping all of the male sperm. Hmm. Well, I do jerk off a lot. Hmm. But anyway, mm. I think we might be wrapping up this podcast. <laughs> I think I think once we get into sperm talk, we are clear to wrap up the podcast. Okay, then. <laughs> well, as we said in the previous video, Slightly Civil War is going, is uh, being, what's the word, sunsetted? I think that's what Nick called it. Uh, yeah, I want to say. But, but the podcast will be continuing. We're just going to talk about whatever we want. Personally, I'd like to talk more about specific games. Hmm. That's just my preference. Yeah, and like we can when we talk about when we talk about general topics too much. You feel like you're treading old ground a lot. Absolutely. So we can do that, and we'll be back possibly next week. I have no idea when we're coming back. Maybe the week after. Who knows? I think it'll be the week after this goes out. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I know we'll be, for sure. We'll be doing it. And we'll be doing it live, of course. Oh, we'll that's live right. Live streaming the podcast. Is that what we decided on? Yes. Just don't. No. Don't let them see too much of how the sausage is made. <laughs> We're making it up as we go along. Uh, okay, great. Uh, yes, th- we'll be back. We'll be live. Bye. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, oh, right. We have a normal exit that I should continue to do, which is that if you enjoyed listening to this, you can listen to the slightly civil war that this podcast was based off of, which is who's the better hairy dad, Joel or Kratos. You can watch that over on escapistmagazine.com, where you can also become an Escapist Plus member. You give us money every month so we can keep making weird stuff. It's a lot of fun. You can also become a YouTube member, and then you get a special emote when we live stream over on YouTube, and it's another way to support us and not the algorithm. Uh, You can also follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Harlack. And I'm at Yahtzee Crozier. Follow The Escapers generally on At Escapers Magazine to learn about all the updates. That's right. That's where you can find out when we're going to live stream the podcast, because clearly I don't know when. (laughs) I will figure it out. We'll tweet it. We tweet everything. And that's all the things. All right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Toffee. He's asleep. He can't hear you. Oh, go to sleep and dream of cats. Oh, you woke him up. Oh no! Bye!